Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome. I'm your host, Ramonda Jan, the founder of Women Thrive Media, visibility expert and inspirational speaker. I founded this global community for women, so every woman who is starting or running a business can feel like she has found a place to belong so every woman is empowered to use her voice and share her message with the world. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast episode with one of our amazing guests. So today we have a pleasure of talking to Deepika Sanho, who has been a speaker at the Women Thrive Summit, also an author at the Women Thrive book. So Deepika, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you back here with us again and just hear your story because very recently you wrote a story, you're sharing your story in um, the Women Thrive book anthology. And I'm excited to really get behind the scenes of who you are as an author, as a mom, as a speaker, this successful Silicon Valley businesswoman and inspirational speaker. So for those of you who don't know Deepika, she is also an author of a book called Hello Universe, It's Me. Um, She's a mom, like I said, and a very successful businesswoman. So Deepika has advised fast-moving and high-growth companies as they inspire the world with innovation. And now through her book, her courses, her speaking engagements and events, she teaches overworked, exhausted, and overwhelmed professionals how to turn their burnout into a breakthrough. So Deepika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about your journey and where you are now, where how you got here. Yeah, my journey started uh, around my 40th birthday, finding myself curled up on the floor of my closet, just sobbing after my family had fallen asleep realizing that everything that I had worked so hard to create in my life, that everything people told me I should have and should want to have and needed to have to create a great life, that all that stuff wasn't making me happy. And I resolved on my 40th birthday that I wasn't going to wake up at 50 feeling this way. And I didn't know how the changes would come. No clue how the changes would come. I just knew that I needed to make a change because I just couldn't keep living that way. And I did. Um, And that's what the book Hello Universe, It's Me is all about, taking people through my story of how I quite literally scheduled a breakdown (laughs) and manifested a new life, Mm -hmm. right? Having, Having to create this this breakdown, this reset for myself in order to figure out why, if I did everything so right, why did everything feel so wrong? Yeah. I know you have achieved quite a lot in your career, in your business, and achieved a lot of success. 
But then what was that thing that just felt out of alignment for you that triggered you to feel like, okay, something needs to change right now? Yeah. I mean, back then I didn't even know what alignment meant. (laughs) I didn't didn't even know what being misaligned was. I just knew that all this stuff, all these things, this life, this carefully curated life that looked so perfect on the outside wasn't feeling like enough. Mm. It wasn't making me happy and I did not understand it right? I didn't understand it. And I just was getting those inklings, the, the the little drops and nuggets of thought that would come in in my quiet moments to myself, which I didn't have a lot of as a busy working professional, as a mom to a young kid, just busy living that busy, busy, busy corporate life. But when I did have a moment, the nuggets would come in that said, there's got to be more to all of this than what you're doing yeah and that's how I knew later that I was way out of alignment right it's like we work our whole lives to create this perfect perfection in our lives to get to that point and then we realize that the happiness is not in the attaining so now that you have had some realizations perhaps you made changes in your life what do you think is um, the true happiness and fulfillment? For me, I realized it was time freedom, right? Like for me, what was causing all this stress and tension and anxiety and this feeling of being an imposter in this life that I lived was that I wasn't respecting time right? I wasn't in my time, right? I wasn't present in anything that I was doing. So I was rushing, rushing to the next thing, rushing to the next meeting, rushing to, you know, get somewhere in traffic, rushing to pick up my dollar, rushing to feed her, rushing to put her to sleep, rushing to get back to work. I wasn't even respecting time, right? And for me, what I realized is my happiness, my joy, my inner compass needed to respect time, right? Time for me, time for what truly lit me up, time for what made me feel good, not just what made everybody else feel good or the time other people needed from me, but what did I truly need from me? And for me, that freedom, that light that I needed to bring into my life was to be present in the life I was leading to do things that I actually enjoyed for me, that replenished me, nourished me, rejuvenated me, Mm. and that connected me to me right now in this moment. I was never truly in the moment, right? I didn't respect time. I didn't respect my time. I didn't respect any of it, right? So getting to that place to find that happiness, that's not easy, right? That's 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 the work because in all these years, I never really stopped to ask myself what truly made you happy. I thought, oh, you go on a vacation, you're happy, right? You go out to drink with your friends on Friday night, that's happy. You go to the spa, that's happy. Those are moments, little dots of happiness, maybe here and there, little spikes. How do you get that day-to-day attainment of things that make you feel good in your life. That was much harder to do. Wow. It's so profound, really. So simple, 
but also so profound to just find that time and slow down because we're so um, accustomed to chasing life. And before you know it, the time has passed and your life has passed and you haven't really enjoyed any of it. So what gave you the courage to tear everything down and make a transition in your life and just make a change? Right. I mean, courage is it, right? You have to get underneath the life that you're living. And I'm a Silicon Valley based consultant, right? So like, I had to put my consulting cap on and go, what is the current situation? And what is the future direction I want to actually go in just like a product? Like what's the current state of this company? How can we get it to its desired future state? I had to do that for myself, right? I had to go all CEO all over myself because I was the driver of this life that I was leading I had to set the direction I had to set the vision I had to create the implementation plan right I had to get myself there and doing that does take a lot of courage because it is dismantling of a life that you think you want and you have been taught through society social media your parents whatever that this is where you're headed and that when you get there that is it then you just live from that space forever. And that's supposed to be fine for you. But it wasn't fine for me. It wasn't enough for me. So I quite literally had to schedule this breakdown, this period of time that I took off of work um, to really not work, but still be in my life, right? I couldn't fly off to Italy or India or Indonesia or wherever Julia Roberts goes and eat, pray, love to go find herself. I had a little kid with me and I wasn't going to go try and find myself out there somewhere. I had to do it within my everyday life. So figuring out the tangible shifts that I could make to create the changes that I needed to live the life that would feel more like me, more aligned to my truths, more aligned to myself. That's where I had to get to. I always say I had to schedule this breakdown, but the whole world got this breakdown courtesy of a global pandemic, right? So no matter what you think about the initial stages of the COVID pandemic, you were home. You were with a finite number of people and you didn't have the distractions of running out and rushing around and doing all these different things, right? You had to get real clear, real fast on whether the life you were actually living was working for you, right? You had to see that all in the mirror really quick. And that too took courage, right? And it's all about how do you incorporate those lessons that you might've learned for yourself during that time into the rest of your life. That's what I did pre-pandemic. That's what so many people did as a result of the pandemic. And that's so powerful, right? That's why we see things like the great resignation around the world, right? People leaving jobs that they didn't like to do. Why we saw divorces happen, why we saw babies happen, right? Like all these different things got people clear on what they wanted, what they needed in their lives. And that takes courage, right? So it was a a step in that direction, right? To to be able to do those things for myself. And what did you find uh, the most happiness in now? Or what do you find the most happiness in now? I realized for me, the thing that I was not giving any attention to whatsoever was not only not being fully present in my life, which I worked very hard to change during this period of time, but two, that I wasn't ever allowing my own creativity to have place in my life. It had no space in my life. I always wanted to be a writer, 
always from when I was a little kid. I journaled all the time. I wrote for my high school newspaper. I did an internship at the San Diego Union Tribune. I wanted to be a TV journalist, but I never let myself do it because it wasn't practical. You weren't going to make money doing something like that. It wasn't what felt like the right thing to do at the time. But in my heart of hearts, in my inside, my soul needed that creative expression, right? And bringing that back into my life, I think was hugely transformative for me, right? That that journey of writing Hello Universe, It's Me unlocked so many incredible things. So for me, it was creativity through writing, through painting, through creating more quiet space in my days and being really present in all of it uh, that needed to come through as my fullest uh, self-expression. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And, you know, sometimes we just have to find ourselves in our own lives. And I, I love your story. Hello, Universe is me. It's, it's such a powerful story. And now you also share about in this chapter of the Women Thrive book, you talk more about becoming your true authentic self. So what does it look like of becoming a true authentic self? Are we not being ourselves then? <laughs> and if so, what does it look like, the becoming of it? I think this is the million dollar question, right? How are we being our most authentic selves? I don't think we stop to ask ourselves, what does being authentic, true to us, the truest expression of ourselves actually look like? I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough. And I think we think we are. Of course, I'm real. I'm being so real. I tell it like it is. I do it like I should. Okay, that's nice. Maybe you do, right? But what's really underneath that, right? What really is at your core? What is really at your truth? And so much of authenticity and showing up authentically is letting yourself go there. Letting yourself be the fullest expression of yourself and understanding what the fullest expression of yourself actually is and not being afraid of it. Most of us are so afraid to show up as authentically as ourselves. I was terrified of writing Hello Universe, It's Me. I had, I wrote it and thought that's it, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to publish this book. I was too afraid of what sharing my story with the world would actually create. What would happen? What would be the result of it? Because we're so conditioned to think about what could go wrong, right? What could go wrong if I express myself fully as my truest self, right? And that's a huge, huge struggle for so many of us. So authenticity is about getting to your truth and then to being able to express yourself fully from there, to conquer those fears, to get over them and to live from that vibrant place each and every day. Because when you tune into your authenticity and you live from it, guess what happens? You feel like you can jump out of bed each day. You're excited to wake up in the morning and have a conversation with Raymonda. Like, oh, this is gonna be fantastic. This is a great day, right? Versus thinking you wanna stay under those covers, hide your head under the pillows and not face whatever needs to happen each day. That's what happens when we're not operating from our most authentic self. So transforming to the place where you can be that person, the fullest expression of yourself and live from that space each and every day. There's so much power in that. Yet there's so much fear of getting to that. Yeah. 
why are we so afraid if if it is truly easier to be ourselves than to be let's say watered down version of ourselves why are we so afraid to step into our authentic and true self we're afraid because of the stories we've been telling ourselves right our story that we've been telling ourselves is from our inner critic or inner saboteur this voice in our head that says oh no 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 Ramonda, no 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 Deepika you can't do that you shouldn't do that. You're not able to do that. You're not tall enough. You're not fast enough. You're not swift enough. You're not whatever. Insert your limiting belief here, right? That inner saboteur, that inner critic goes wild on us and it limits and inhibits our ability to do things and it creates the sphere, right? But so much of what I teach my clients and so much of what I talk about in corporate workshops and in my speaking events is how do we quiet that inner critic down and how do we allow not what's coming through in our minds as that criticism or the reasons why we can't do something how can we allow for the expression of what's coming up from within from our heart self from our innermost self to come through and start focusing on what can go right so much can go right for you if you just let yourself believe that it can go right for you. But we're too afraid to go there. So we have to chip away at it, right? We've got to chip away at that voice that tells us we can't do things. We have to eliminate the noise and the fear that may come from certain people in our lives, right? That have been perpetuating that for us, right? We have to heal the imprints that have happened on our lives on our souls from different traumas that we may have faced big t traumas little t traumas all the stuff that happens to us right and that's where you get to this point where you can let go of that fear to live in your fullest expression but it's work right it's absolutely work but it's the best work one can do for themselves because getting to that place where you are your fullest expression your truest authentic self that's where all the magical possibilities for your life actually exist right and it's it's so magical the whole experience of becoming and then living in your true authentic self because you can truly open up open your heart you can open yourself to real and much deeper connections with people and make a real impact without having to worry so you mentioned that writing um, your first book was a really scary moment in your life. And we'll talk a little bit more about writing when we thrive. But what helped you hold faith that everything will work out just fine? It was like birthing a baby. <laughs> it was like there was something inside of you and it just had to come out. I just felt that there was a story within me that needed to come out, that had to be shared. And it was almost beyond myself. I was almost compelled to put pen to paper. I I, I had to do it. It was, it was coming through me in so many ways. And for so long, I was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't be a writer. Who would read what you're writing? Again, my inner saboteur, right? Who would read what you're writing? You're not a trained writer. You really don't know. You're not even a super avid reader. You're like an occasional reader. Right? How could you go write a book? All those things, who would read it? What would you do? Why would you waste the time? Why would you waste the money? Why would you do this? But you know, you push past, I kept pushing past that because there was like this thing that genuinely had to come out of me, right? And I wanted to get it out. 
And I think that happens for so many women. You keep hearing this little buzz, this little sound that's like, you need to do this. You need to do this. There's also the good voice, right? The devil and the, and the angel on the shoulders, right? The angel is there too, right? Pushing you, guiding you to where you want to go. And listening to that voice is sometimes the very best thing that you can ever do. Wow, I love that. You know, sometimes we we do have to push through because anything I believe that anything that's worthwhile doing or pursuing that perhaps has the opportunity of having big impact or big outcome is going to be at the edge of your comfort zone. And I know you're quite familiar with kind of getting to the edge of your comfort zone and a lot of the things that you're doing. So I want to kind of just explore a little bit more about things you're doing in your life and what has been some of the things that has pushed you to the edge of your comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the first thing that probably pushed me to the edge of my comfort zone was even becoming a mom, right? (laughs) Like going down the path of motherhood, becoming a mom and figuring out your own footing within that. I think that was the edge of a comfort zone. It was the end of one version of Deepika entering into another version of Deepika going through a really difficult and painful divorce was the end of one Deepika pushing into another realm of Deepika publishing this book was, was the same thing. Right. And now pushing myself to continue to inspire people uh, around the world with not just my story, but really their own story of what is happening in their lives and giving them permission to be inspired and to take a change and to be courageous for themselves. All of this is kind of at the edge of my comfort zone, but I keep going. And suddenly what was at the edge becomes comfortable to you, right? And we get excited about what's next for us. But standing there in those moments of fear, fear and excitement are different sides of the same energetic coin we just choose what we label it we label fear fear but it could just be excitement same same thing same energy and busting past the fear is where like I said those possibilities for your life that are so magical that are so beautiful they actually exist right but we label it as fear that we're something to be scared of what if we labeled it as excitement and something to move through to get to the other side yeah. And in this chapter that you shared on in the Women Thrive book, what was your experience doing it for the second time, perhaps as an author, and having to go through sharing of your story again? It was even harder because I sort of wanted it was actually it was much harder because I had to pick up for me with this different vantage point, right? Now I'm the person who who got all the breakthroughs, who made epic changes, who truly transformed her life, but is still on a journey, right? I'm still on a continuous journey of transformation, of growth, of new breakthroughs coming through for me, right? On being on my edge, as you said. And picking up the pen to write this time was much, much harder for me because I had to think about this exact period of time in my life that I'm still very much in, But I wanted the reader to go on a journey with me that there is so much triumph after tragedy, right? There is so much triumph after trauma. And wanting to share that story was 
far more difficult than I anticipated, but I think another really important part of the story to come through for people, you can get to the other side and the other side's going to be great. May not be easy to get there. In fact, it will not be easy to get there likely, but when you get to the other side, it can be so, so great. And I just really felt that that needed to be shared, um, but it was hard to do. It was genuinely hard to do. Yeah. And, you know, we dedicate so much time in the kind of the creation period of our stories because having been part of two collaborative books myself and having to write a chapter in this book, and I know what it feels like. I know that sharing our stories are just so personal and sometimes it's it's really hard because it's again taking us to the edge of our comfort zone and having us to be not only authentic about our stories but also become more vulnerable about our stories because if we really want the impact for the reader for the audience we have to get vulnerable with it so as I was reading your your chapters really inspired by some of the things that you've done on your journey to help you heal. And you're really open and honest about, you know, the tough times and the moments that actually broke you down. And you shared this beautiful moment towards the end. And I don't want to spoil the end. <laughs> but you shared this beautiful moment with your daughter, uh, your secret code. I'd love yeah. to find that. How did, like for me as a reader, it was like, how did you develop your secret code with your daughter? Because that was such a beautiful moment that you shared with us. <laughs> when I was kind of in the height of my divorce drama and lots of heartache going on about transitioning my daughter to a two household family and structure and being without her for the first time in so, so long, those were really painful moments for me. And in that moment, I remember reading something about Jimmy Kimmel, (laughs) who is a late night TV show host here in the United States and a comedian. And he talked about his mom uh, being in the hospital and passing and how they had a secret code with each other, um, a a hand gesture that they would do with each other. That was their way of saying, saying, I love you to each other. And in the hospital, when his mom couldn't talk and couldn't speak, she still was able to make that gesture with her hand, with Jimmy Kimmel's hand and, you know, intertwined. And I thought that was so beautiful. So in the moment of my own sadness and my own despair and my own kind of longing for my daughter and trying to coach her and parent her, a little three and a half, four year old through this new transition in her life, I came up with. I decided that I wanted to do the same thing. And now it's just our thing, you know, in moments walking through the mall, you know, I'll get my secret gesture as we're holding hands or at Disneyland, watching the fireworks go off. All of a sudden the secret gesture is there. It's just this beautiful reassurance, I think, between us that no matter what has happened, what is happening in the moment, happy moments, sad moments, there's this connection that is so much bigger that we're always nurturing and fostering and loving up on each other with so wow. that's where it came from <laughs> thank you for sharing I was just I was reading your chapter it's like 
I was so curious how did it come about because <laughs> it's such a simple but powerful thing to share with someone, you know, um, someone close to you, especially your daughter, and just have that um, just between you mm -hmm. that you know what it means. And it was just a beautiful way to end your chapter. So last but not least question, mm -hmm. um, what's the most important thing to you now? You've been through the whole journey. Uh, you've been through the ups, your downs, your successes, your breakthroughs. And I guess you know what the happiness means to you now. So what's the most important thing to you in your life right now? For me, it's being an inspiration, not to other people, but to my daughter, right? I hope when she's a grown woman with her own complexities, her own life story, that she can look back at her mom and say that, oh, wow, I see the path because my mom took it too. That to me is everything. That's sort of my guiding light, my north in everything that I do is that she's inspired by her mom too. Maybe not right now in the moment. I know, you know, I'm going to go through teenage years and all the rest and she's not always going to like her mom, but I hope someday that what her mom did how she chose to live her life um will inspire her and as a byproduct of that I hope it inspires other people as well yeah wow thank you so much I really appreciate our time um the snippets of your life behind the scenes as an author sharing with our audience inspiring our audience just honored to have been able to work with you along the way in our last summit and now through this book project and just help you bring this story to life and hopefully inspire many, many people around the world. So go ahead and grab your copy of Women Thrive book. Um, I'm sure it will be available on Google, on um, Amazon, on all other channels and the information will be put in the show notes it is launching 28th of february so depending when you're listening to this this book may already be out deepika thank you for our time today it's been such a pleasure thank you ramanda for creating this great platform for so many women to be connected and inspired i appreciate you thank you it's been amazing and for those of you listening if you have enjoyed this episode go ahead and share it with someone that you may believe that would love to hear this episode leave us a review and of course do connect with Deepika all of her information will be available in the show notes but Deepika what would be the best way to connect with you or if someone felt inspired by your story what should I do next <laughs> yeah come on over to LinkedIn or Instagram you can message me directly there um, and you can join uh, our, our Manifest You program. You know, we can do this together each and every week and help you become the very best version of you. Wow, that's so beautiful. And for those who are joining the journey of Deepika, I hope you do enjoy it and manifesting your true authentic self. And there are so many breakthroughs, so many lessons. And sometimes just being willing to go on this journey to discovering truly what does happiness mean to you and how can you become the best, the most authentic um, and true you in this moment, in every moment of your life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to seeing you on another show. Thanks, Deepika. Good to see you. Thank you. Did you enjoy this episode? Share it with the world. Make sure to also leave a review and subscribe for future episodes.